Welcome to the WWE Podcast. Tonight's a very different show as normally we look back, we react to what has happened. Tonight, we're looking forward to what has yet to happen into 2022, looking to who could potentially dethrone Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar for that matter. Who could be returning on the men's and women's side? Who could be getting called up from NXT? And so much more. This is going to be a lot of fun, guys. So stay right here. We'll be right back after this message from our sponsor to get everything going. Are you looking for a fun, unique, new show to listen to? Check out the Protectors podcast. First of all, they're available everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube and also on Patreon, so you can support them there. They're under patreon.com slash the protectors. Again, it's called the protector show. So what exactly is this? Well, it's hosted by Dr. Jason Piccolo. He's a 21-year federal agent and military vet. He interviews guests from best-selling authors to military heroes to everyday protectors. They're closing in on nearly 300 shows. They have a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, which is Nearly impossible to do, right? I mean, take a look at our perfect podcast, and how does that show not have five stars? We don't know, but somehow these guys do. The Protectors Podcasts have done the impossible. They have a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, and for those wrestling fans out there, obviously, like yourself, go check out an episode that they have right now. It's called Manson Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre. It's episode number 75. It's in their season three. And it's with Max Martini, Chris Margettis, and Mike Carey. And they talk about the movie being produced, but also, and one of them is an actual professional wrestler. They started out as a, a pro wrestler, so check that one out. But guys, the Protectors podcast, you know you can't go wrong with a five-star rating for this show on Apple Podcasts. It's on Spotify, YouTube, and of course, you can support them on Patreon, and it's run by a federal, a 21-year federal agent and a military vet, so you know that you're going to get the real deal and value for your time. So check out the Protectors podcast today. This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. The one that everybody wants, me. This is my idol. You're going to acknowledge me. Welcome to the WWE Podcast, everybody. Welcome to 2022, and I hope everyone enjoyed their New Year's. This is not a Raw review. This is not your weekend review. This is not the mailbag. This is a show looking forward. Since I didn't do a 2021 year in review, I figured since I missed the boat on that, I was going to do a year to look forward. I, I very rarely look ahead instead just kind of reacting to the moment and ranting about the moment and instead tonight we're going to be looking ahead to the 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 full year the full calendar year of 2022 and potential champions who could be returning you know any surprises and it's going to be a fun thing to do here and uh, you know in the interest of time this is not likely going to be a long show you'll already know the time of the show by the time it's published and you're playing it but uh, this is going to be as much of my time as I can give you for looking ahead to 2022. And I have not seen the events of Monday Night Raw, by the way. So I have not seen a thing when it comes to Monday Night Raw. 
And so just to put that out there, I don't watch Raw until usually Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening. We also didn't have a week in review for the first time in, like I feel like, months to years. And that's because the way that the show fell, uh, no SmackDown, essentially. Raw was already covered. I figured, hey, what are we doing here? Let's take a night off. But uh, we're here to talk about 2022, and let's look ahead, right? Let's start with something fairly easy. I'm going to start with the slam dunks, and then we'll get into the more nitty-gritty and, I guess, long-shot predictions that I have. And we're going to try, but we're trying to be realistic here. I'm not going to make silly predictions of Stone Cold coming out of retirement or anything like that. These are as educated of guesses as I can possibly give you. So I guess judge my intelligence on this because I thought about this for a while. So, all right, let's get to the rather easy, the rather easy uh, predictions that, that, that are the highest in likelihood to come true. And that, uh, that is a couple of returns on the women's side. Bailey and Asuka returning to WWE, I think, is a absolute slam dunk when it comes to an if or really a when. Now, I know Sasha had an injury scare over the weekend and she appears to be okay. She says she's fine. And that's great. But in terms of review uh, re- returns, Oscar and Bailey. And so I guess the question becomes who returns first, when and how, right? Not not just that they're going to. That's easy. Anybody can make that prediction. But how does it happen and with against whom and what role they're going to play? Babyface heel. So here's how I see things going down. Let's start with Asuka. Asuka right now, um, and this is actually according to a report from December 9th, according to Sports Kita. This is not a news update, but the, the, I'm citing my sources so that you guys can go back and look yourself. And this is the latest news from Asuka's uh, the newswire, and that is that it's not that Oscar's hurt. WWE just has nothing creatively for her. That is according to Dave Meltzer. Now, very conflicting feelings on Dave. I understand that, but th- I'm going to go with uh, face value here because I don't have another more credible source. And that is uh, that I'm going to believe it. And I'm going to say that WWE really doesn't have anything for Oscar, which is really hard to believe given that their women's roster is paper thin to begin with. But Asuka right now, apparently they have nothing for her from a creative perspective. That's kind of disappointing. But looking ahead, because that's what we're here to do, I do believe that she will return as a babyface, and I believe it will be at the Royal Rumble. That's when I believe we will see Asuka return and likely go maybe right after Becky Lynch. I think she could be a very credible threat to Becky Lynch's championship. Now I know Liv Morgan's still out there and she'll be likely the sentimental favorite. If she enters the Royal rumble, because don't forget guys, all you have to do is declare you're in it because that's how it works. You just declare it, Um, which I'm sure we had a lot of declarations on Monday night raw that I'll, I'll get to uh, in tomorrow night's raw review, but that's how I see it going down. Oscar returns at the rumble, maybe even wins it depending on the Liv Morgan story and how that's going. But that's how I see it going down, or at least she will be a challenger for Becky between now and WrestleMania to to have like a stopgap, and she'll be in a babyface role. That's how I'm at. I can't imagine her being a heel right now. Becky Lynch is starting to actually catch fire as a heel. There's just no no way that she returns as a heel. So uh, Asuka, babyface, rumble, or just beyond that to challenge Becky. Now, does she win the championship? Probably not. 
Becky, I don't think, is slated to lose until WrestleMania, last I heard. Okay, what about Bailey? Where is Bailey? Well, at the time of her injury in July, the return ta- uh, the timetable for a return was around April of 2022, just before or just after WrestleMania. That seems to be moved up, okay? Uh, and the reason I say that is on, let's see, I'm going to cite the source here. Of course, Sportskeeda. Sportskeeda gives some really, does some really good uh, journalisming, uh, but she put a post out on Instagram about a, uh, three weeks ago and put a post to her with crutches and also kind of this like glaring look off to this, a very, very, uh, a very artsy photo photograph that was taken of Bailey. And she also put a tweet out saying, well, I want to wrestle and that was on December 18th. And she then went on an Instagram uh, live feed and said, People are asking me how my knee is. So my knee is doing great. My leg's doing great. My ankle's doing great. My shin and so forth. My my mind, everything. So she says, I mean, it's only a matter of time. I'm not going to tell you when, and I don't want to want all these idiots watching to know when, but I'm going to be coming back soon. Maybe, you know, you better be ready. Better be ready, said Bailey. So it's, it's clearly, I think that the timetable has been moved up. Now, how far it moved up? Perhaps Rumble. She could also return at the Rumble. I have a feeling that Oscar and Bailey both re-debuting and returning at the Rumble would be fun, especially given the fact that the women have a tough time filling the actual Women's Royal Rumble with 30 active active competitors. I mean, you have to bring out every year the the women of yesteryear. They always have to have like, you know, Molly Holly and Trish and Lita make cameo appearance appearances to fill the void that is the women's division. It's kind of sad. And so Having two additional spots with two returns with two credible current current performers, wrestlers, would be welcome. And I think that having uh, Bailey return at the Rumble would be the absolute earliest. Uh, but also, I think not just returning at the Rumble, but again, in those weird interim pay-per-views that it seems like there's eight pay-per-views now between the Rumble and Mania, that to me is going to be... Uh, likely where Bailey returns, probably around the same time Oscar returns. Now, Oscar's probably going to Raw, I think. I think Bailey's going to go to SmackDown and challenge Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship and likely will win it. And Bailey could return as a babyface. In fact, I think it's somewhat likely she returns as a babyface. I know you have Sasha out there uh, as the, uh, the the beloved babyface, at least for now, although Sasha turns more than the big show does. So. You know, Bailey is great as a heel, but maybe they try the babyface return with her. You know, every time a heel leaves and comes back, they get cheered out of respect. And then they see how the reaction's taken and if they want to go down the road of a heel again or if they want to ride the wave of the babyface reaction. And uh, so we'll see. We'll see. But that's what I would say about uh, about that. And, you know, what's funny is every time that the Rumble winner wins every year now there's two of them they always wait to to make their decision and if they don't wait they always wwe is kind of they they put themselves in a weird spot because say last year edge wins right and he did win and he was trying to make a decision between the wwe championship and the world and the universal championship uh and obviously he chose roman reigns and the universal championship and daniel bryan got put into the match as well but edge i remember edge taking forever to make that decision but if they, if that person makes the decision the night after Rumble, 
which to me would be more fun than stringing it out. The problem with that, though, is while it's, the fans know it's great, we've got a WrestleMania main event set, now you've got two pay-per-views in between Rumble and Mania. So if you don't deliver on the match that you said you were going to deliver on, now you're you know going to have them face another opponent, but for that same belt that they said they wanted to challenge for. And it also tells the fans usually that, okay, I've chosen Roman. That means Roman's not losing the belt for two months, right? It, it's just kind of weird. It's a weird place to be in for WWE, but that's not what we're here to talk about. That's my two thoughts on the returning Asuka and Bailey. Now, what about the big question? Everybody wants to know this, and including myself. Roman Reigns, does he lose the Universal Championship in 2022? And if he does, who's the guy to do it? Okay, this, this is tough. This is really tough. Because here's the, here's the kicker. I don't think there is anyone currently on the roster active that is deserving of beating Roman Reigns and not not even deserving, worthy of defeating Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship, given the run that Roman Reigns is on. It's it's a legendary run that he's on. It's one that we'll remember for a long time. And I don't think there's anyone currently on the roster that could beat Roman Reigns believably, nor should anyone currently in the roster, including Brock Lesnar, including Brock, especially Brock, should not beat Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. Why? I will continue to say this because it's the end-all be-all when it comes to the purpose of the, the streak being broken is that it needs to be somebody young and worth building on. That's, to me, worth breaking. Now, many people have have pointed to Braun Breaker as the potential opponent for Roman that could finally beat him. Maybe. I think there is a there is something there. I think fans want to see that, and he could be a very credible threat and a young guy that they could use to build around. So, answer question number one. Does Roman Reigns lose the Universal Championship in 2022? My answer? No. I don't believe he loses the Universal Championship. Why? Because there's nobody worthy right now. I don't know if they have time to build up somebody worthy enough to face Roman, especially in time for WrestleMania, uh, for sure. I mean, they've only got three months now. And also, you want this to go to an, an insane length where people are just still shaking their heads that Roman Reigns is champion. I want to be able to see him go all the way to WrestleMania 39 and lose it. Now, does that mean the rock has to be the one to beat him? There is a case to be made for the rock to beat him. Now I just said, I want youth to build around, but given that how strong of a connection that Roman and and the rock have in terms of family, a storyline built in, can they do it and have it make sense? Yeah, they can. But again, you're also wasting it on the rock who doesn't need it at all. And you're not going to build on around the rock who's going to be there for like two matches and then go back to Hollywood, presumably that that's, you know, my, 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 my two cents on that. But if rock faces Roman this year at WrestleMania, I think there's still an opportunity or at least a strong case to be made for the rock to beat Roman. You know, again, it all comes down to does WWE feel that it needs to be a younger talent they can build around or 
Are they just going to go with whatever is the biggest headline marquee main event and Roman loses there? You know, that's the key. While I would prefer youth, WWE has a, a lot of times proven time again. Hell, they just proved it at the day one pay-per-view with Brock Lesnar beating Big E. That a lot of times it's not about necessarily if it's the right person in the moment, if it's just the right moment and the star power is there that they just pull the trigger instead of looking long term. They often look short term to pop a rating and to get people talking. It also speaks to their inability to produce big stars, their continued ineptitude of being able to build the new stars and big stars and young stars. It's a problem, big problem. There's nobody on the roster currently that is a believable threat to Roman Reigns. So other than Drew, but he's he's not a spring chicken. So um, I do believe that Drew McIntyre, if Roman Reigns is not going to face The Rock this year, it's going to be Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. That's my thought. And it's going to be Brock Lesnar uh, versus Bobby Lashley. Although I'm sure I I saw something on uh, I, I may have spoiled Monday Night Raw and saw some things. But that's how I would do it. Does WWE, are they going to do that? Probably not. They're probably going to go Brock Lesnar, Roman at, at WrestleMania for like the 18th time. And then uh, I don't know who they've have, have in line for uh, for Drew or, you know, it, it's going to be it's going to be a weird WrestleMania season. I mean, very weird. Uh, but that's my prediction. So my official prediction is, does Roman lose in 2022? No. Uh, now, that's it. Right. So that means I don't really have to answer the second part. Because that would have been who I don't have a who. If you're going to put a gun in my head and say he has to lose this year, who's it going to be against? I'd say Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. That, that that's what I'd say, or Rock at WrestleMania. Those are really the only two acceptable choices. Everything else doesn't make sense. Now Brock Lesnar, on the other hand, who does he lose to and how? So does Brock Lesnar remain champion through 2022? No. He does not. That's my answer. So the question is, who beats him? Good question. I think it could be Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley could be the one to beat Brock Lesnar. And it could be Roman Reigns that screws Brock out of his own championship, shows up in his match, distracts him on the outside, spears him when a referee's down. It helps out Bobby. They're both heels. And that's how I think we get to Roman and Brock. Again, at WrestleMania, if it's not Drew and uh, Roman or Rock and Roman. So that's my prediction. Brock loses in 2022, probably to Bobby Lashley. Very in, in short order. I would expect Brock not to be WWE champion for long. And also it's going to be um, uh, Brock Lesnar not, not, or I'm sorry, Roman Reigns not losing in 2022. So that leads to big returns. That's my next section here. Big returns. Who... I'm not punning the New Day here. Literally, just who, I can say it normally, is going to return in 2022. Beyond, I just said Asuka and uh, Bailey, but I'm talking like maybe legend returns or people that have been fired that WWE can bring back. I do believe, I really do believe that Braun Strowman will make his way back to WWE in 2022. I believe that. Probably not till midsummer. I don't know why. I'm, I'm feeling midsummer. For that uh, particular uh, that particular return, I think that is where we have a Braun Strowman return. He's too big of a man, and WWE may come up with something creatively in the next couple of months that go, hmm, 
maybe we can do something with this uh, with this, this big dude and have him face Omos or have him face, I don't know. Uh, I was going to say Commander Aziz, but that's laughable. Um, but work with some of the newer talent. There's new matchups, you know, and so forth. So I could see Braun Strowman returning in 2022. I think he's the most likely to return in 2022. Um, Bray Wyatt, I would say no. I think Bray is done, at least in 2022. Many people believe he's going to show up in AEW. I know that I've been waiting for it myself in AEW, waiting to see the headline, waiting, you know, all that, nothing yet. Um, you know, maybe he's still recovering mentally, whatever he's got to do. But I don't expect Bray Wyatt to be in WWE this year. It doesn't mean he'll never come in and never be back. Maybe in 2023, he's easily a Hall of Famer. I think that uh, certainly we're going to see eventually Bray Wyatt back in WWE, just not this year, because that's what we're focused on is 2022. So what about what about uh, potential great matchups, potential matches of the year that either either we haven't seen or have seen and WWE and the, those wrestlers could exceed once again. So here's my thought. How about this? Randy Orton, AJ Styles. How about that? Randy Orton, AJ Styles. Those two are on the same brand. Uh, they work very well together. We've seen it in the past. That's going to be fun. So that's that's my thought. How about, let's see, Edge versus, versus Kevin Owens. How about Edge versus Kevin Owens? I think that'd be a lot of fun. The, the promos between those two would be a blast. Um, outside of that, on, on Raw anyway, I'm, I'm looking. You already work with Seth, obviously. And, I mean, Riddle? How about Edge and Riddle? Uh, Edge and Big E? Edge and Austin Theory? Just throwing a few names out there. I think Edge and Bobby Lashley be fun, too. So once Edge moves on past the Miz and they have their tag team match with the husband and wife tag team versus husband and wife, then we can get back to regularly scheduled programming and have Edge go into a program that uh, is beyond the Miz. <laughs> I'll just say that. Uh, so uh, let's see what else could possibly happen. Let, let's talk about Bianca Belair. We haven't talked about her at all. She's on the Raw, Raw women's roster. Who does WWE go with? To face her? Good question. Let me answer that. I think that we have Bianca Belair eventually face Rhea Ripley. If I think that's going to happen. Bianca Belair versus Becky again could absolutely be uh, a fun story going into this year's WrestleMania again. Alexa Bliss. I didn't mention her as a return. Yes, she will return. And in fact, I expect her to return just before or at the Rumble. That's what I also think. So Bianca Belair, I do believe, also will be women's champion in 2022. There's no question about it. She will have another big run. And as I'm looking, just to for kind of you know blanks and giggles, I was looking at the uh, women's roster on Raw and SmackDown. I'm counting, and I got to take out the people that have already been fired. Um, let's see, Bianca, one, two, three. Let's see, Dewdrops, four. Selena Vega, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 
22. Uh, not counting somebody that already got. Okay, so 22 individuals have gotten or are, are, are uh, on the women's roster on SmackDown and Raw. That means there's eight spots to fill. Of course, I did not include a returning Bailey and Oscar. So there's 24. So WWE right now has six spots open to fill in the Women's Royal Rumble, according to the latest roster. That could mean, again, cameos, NXT call-ups. You know, I hope that we don't have toxic attraction move to Raw. Like, I love what Mandy Rose has done on NXT. I still actually pay attention a little bit. I do. I know I said I don't watch it, but I pay attention enough to know what's going on and her look, everything about her, the group that she has seems to be really rolling. So I wouldn't touch that. But uh, there could be some call-ups there. So they got six spots to fill, according to my math. So uh, the women's division in 2022 should get much more interesting. Now, here's another big question. Ronda Rousey. Does Ronda Rousey return in 2022? I would say... I would say no. However, the 2023 Royal Rumble, I would look out because I believe she's going to want to take one more year with her child and to be a mom and do whatever she wants to do. And eventually she'll be going back to wrestling, probably looking at the Rumble of 23. That's what I believe. Now, could I be wrong? And she shows up at SummerSlam? Yes. Yes. I'd actually give that a, a solid chance. But more than likely, it's going to be in probably a year. That's the way I'm, I'm thinking. Rhonda has given no hint that she wants to go back right now. She doesn't need the money, certainly. And I would I would love to see Rhonda back because I think she's a, just a perfect heel. People need to open their eyes to her personality, which is really just atrocious. I got to say. I mean, Rhonda Rousey, I don't know if it's a work or a shoot or a work shoot, whatever. I don't care. Uh, my reaction is still the same. She is just an like a an arrogant just I, I don't know what it is like Ronda Rousey rubs me the real wrong way and that's a good thing if you're a heel like I want to see somebody beat the holy hell out of her so I would say Ronda more of a chance in 2023 but uh possible in 2022 at least at SummerSlam so who's gonna dethrone Charlotte Flair well I think you have Xylee out there floating around. Uh, as I said, you have Bailey. I think Bailey is probably the most likely. But the thing is, if you're going to have Bailey return, you got to have her as a baby face to take it off a heel. You can't have heel take it off a heel. No one's going to care. So there's that. I mean, the, the SmackDown women's roster is anemic. Let me give you the names for the SmackDown women's roster. Charlotte, Naomi, Aaliyah, Tony Storm's gone. Sasha Banks, Shayna. Zylee, Natalia, Shotzi, and they had B-Fab. She's gone. So really, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They have eight women on the SmackDown roster. One-eighth of the SmackDown women's roster is champion. I mean, what's the math on that? Like 12% of the of the uh, women's division on SmackDown is champion? Is the SmackDown women's champion? I mean, like, I know, I know I'm being a little bit kind of bending the numbers. Well, not bending the numbers. I guess I'm, it's, it's I guess it's alarming, right? That the, the depth 
problem on SmackDown is insane. Same with Raw. I mean, Raw, of course, has a little bit deeper of a roster given the amount of time that they have. But still, <laughs> I mean, wow, eight active women. And yes, I no, I did not count Sonya Deville because she doesn't really wrestle and she hasn't had a match yet. So Naomi, though, I expect to get revenge on Sonya Deville in short order uh, for sure. So uh, let's see. I'm trying to look at my notes here, see if I covered everything. I mean, there's there's a hundred different things I could talk about as far as things, questions that I didn't answer or scenarios that could happen. How about huge returns? How about legend Hall of Famers? How about like the upper echelon? Rock, does he return in 2022? I would say yes. I'd say yes to get things going with Roman that lead to WrestleMania in LA next year. That's my thought. Stone Cold. Yes. WrestleMania, Stunner, Stunners, and Beer. Undertaker. Yes. Likely SummerSlam. Or no, you know what? WrestleMania. This year, a couple of choke slams and a tombstone for somebody. And, you know, people are going to lose their minds. No match. Of course, no, 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 no match for Taker. Done, over, he's gone. So I think that Undertaker is going to come back for, again, a cameo, greatest hits, choke slams and tombstones type of uh, appearance. Same with Austin, stunners and beer. And The Rock, more in depth. The Rock has a more to... Uh, more to provide the business here in terms of a, a long-term storyline. So I think those top three are going to return. I don't think Ric Flair is going to come back to the WWE given the circumstances surrounding the uh, damning Flight from Hell documentary from Dark Side of the Ring. And uh, you know, I don't. I hope we don't see Hulk Hogan in any capacity. I don't want to see him ever again on WWE TV. Honestly, you know, I respect the career, but I don't need to see him talking about an H phone. Or, or, or talking about brother or you know, any, any of that. Yeah, I, I'm done with that. So hopefully we don't. Um, you know, I don't need to see. I mean, honestly, here, here's the thing. Trish Stratus has talked about returning and potentially working with like Sasha Banks or something. That'd be fun. But Trish Stratus is not good on promo. I got to say, you know, Trish Stratus is uncomfortable on promo on the, on the mic. It's kind of weird. But she's a legend. I, I, I could see it happening in, in at, Wrestle, at SummerSlam. I think that's possible because remember, we got to look at SummerSlam as like a, another WrestleMania. WWE does. They're doing it in stadiums now. So absolutely uh, possible. And uh, do I expect anybody from AEW to come back to WWE? Probably not. Right now, it's a one-way street, and I expect it con- to continue to be a one-way street until further notice. So um, eventually, the things will balance out and you know, perhaps... People start migrating back to WWE, maybe if WWE doesn't blackball them and, you know, give them minimum pay and scraps for their their uh, their meals, if you know what I mean. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, but this is a good year for pro wrestling. The fans are back. I hope the pandemic doesn't wreak any kind of havoc with the fans being in attendance or, uh, you know, uh, attendance limitations, any anything like that. I hope we are just full tilt. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If there's vaccination requirements, that that is what it is. I just hope we don't ever go back to a empty fake fan arena that was the Capital Wrestling Center, a i.e. the Performance Center. I know the WWE did the best they could, but uh, I, will, I never want to go back to that nightmare, nightmare ever, ever, ever again. So, all right. Well, guys, I know this really wasn't 
com- a comprehensive, in-depth breakdown of every scenario that can happen if, with everything. But that's what the mailbag's for. That's what uh, I wanted to lead into is if I didn't answer your question or you want me to talk about a specific topic or what if or, or anything like that in terms of the mailbag and, and asking me questions, please send them my way at podcast at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at wrestling underscore audio. You can send us an Instagram message at WWE underscore podcast. So lots of ways to send in your question or just call us. You can call us. We have a voicemail, guys. You have a voicemail. And as I, I just want to make sure I uh, give you the right voicemail here. I'm pulling it up now. Yeah, that number 518-952-0247. That's the number. So call it, leave a voicemail, and I'll get you on the show on Wednesday anyway. Wednesday's night is when we would do the mailbag. So, well, this is a little bit of fun. Uh, you know, again, this is nothing that uh, is it's etched in stone. It's just my best guesses going into 2022. Lots of other possibilities, lots of other topics in depth, uh, in deep dive conversations we can have. And that's uh, hopefully you guys propose that to me in the mailbag. If, uh, if you so choose, you also can choose to go ad free. Good time to go ad free on Apple Podcasts and on Patreon. Everybody, thank you so much. I'll be back tomorrow with your Monday Night Raw review. Until then, take care. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.